Good morning, and thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on social media and visit our website, crossroadsministries.webador.com, for our monthly devotionals, platforms, and more. The Welcome by Faith podcast. I'm Mark Cox. I want to thank you once again for being here with me again today. I want to continue in the 26th chapter of the book of Acts. Paul is now before Festus the governor, and he's also going to make his appearance before King Agrippa. Now, King Agrippa was the, he was the last of the Herodian line. He would be the last king to rule in Palestine. It was his great-grandfather who had reigned at the time that Jesus was born, which takes us back to the second chapter of the book of Matthew and the birth of Christ. And it says in verse 1, Then Agrippa said unto Paul, You are permitted to speak for yourself. Then Paul stretched forth the hand and answered for himself. And he said in verse 2, I thank myself happy, King Agrippa, because I shall answer for myself this day before thee, touching all the things that the Jews accuse me of. Paul always had a positive attitude. It's not the power of positive thinking. It is the fact that in spite of all the opposition against him and all the hatred and the lies directed against him, he kept his eyes upon Christ. I think Paul pretty much summarized it on one of the writings to Timothy. I think he wrote he said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. He kept his eyes focused upon Christ. And he says in verse 3, especially because I know thee to be an expert, he says to Agrippa, Agrippa was well learned and expert in all the customs and questions which concerned the Jewish faith. So Agrippa was very familiar with it. Wherefore I beseech thee to hear me patiently. Verse 4, my manner of life from my youth, which was at the first among my own nation at Jerusalem, know all the Jews. All the Jews knew where Paul came from. They knew where he stood. They knew where he had been. They knew that he was so all of Tarsus. Once again, Paul asserted that in reality he was on trial for believing and holding to the hope and promise of all the Jews. What is that hope? The hope of the Messiah. What the Jewish nation had long dreamed of and waited for, the coming of a, coming of a Messiah, Paul believed to have already happened. The Jews denied that it had happened, but Paul asserted and proclaimed that the Messiah had already came. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as believed him, to them he gave the power to become the sons of God. The Jews rejected the gospel of Jesus Christ. Paul believed to have happened already. His faith was nothing more. His faith was nothing more than that which the Jewish people had held from time immemorial. They'd always proclaimed this. He was not on trial for what he had done or any wrongdoing, but because of his faith in Christ, God had promised the Jewish patriarchs that there would be a Messiah, and his faith and promise had been communicated through all 12 of the Jewish tribes. It was a common belief. The people of Israel that served God patiently day and night in exception of the promise. And now Paul stood on trial because of his acceptance of that hope. He had the hope of the resurrection from the dead, that Christ Jesus was the Messiah, and they rejected him. When John the Baptist came preaching on the riverside of Jordan, he beheld Jesus in St. John chapter 1, verse 29. He said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Somebody said, Get in real quick. Say what you got to say and be direct and get it done with and get out. I had a friend of mine tell me that most people's attention span lasts about 30 minutes. You go beyond that and you pretty much said they've already wandered off. <laughs> Whether you've left them or not, they've already left you. So get in. There was an accusation. Same old accusation. There was a witness, a powerful witness. We find here that Paul begins to speak. And Paul said in verse 12, I went to Damascus, this is all known by the Jews, with authority and commission from the chief priest. They all knew that. And at midday, O king, 
He's speaking to Agrippa, and he's speaking to Festus. I saw on the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun, above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me, and them which journeyed with me. We were not. We were pushed to the ground. A brightness above the brightness of the sun. Now, that's a bright light. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me, and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who art thou? He says, Who art thou, Lord? That's how Paul responded in verse 14. I heard a voice speaking unto me in the Hebrew tongue. Who art thou? Verse 15. Lord. And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. So Paul relates his experience of meeting the Lord Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. He had a personal one-on-one encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 19, he closes his testimony and he says, Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. And he says in verse 22, And these causes the Jews caught me in the temple and they went about to kill me. Verse 22. Having therefore obtained help of God, I continue unto this day, witnessing both to the small and to the great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. That Christ should suffer and that he should be the first that should rise from the dead and should show light unto the people and to the Gentiles. And in verse 24, Festus the governor interrupts him and he says, Oh, hold it a minute. Now, Paul, we know you got a good education. We know that you were schooled in the school of Galamiel. We know that you're highly educated and we know you have a great deal of knowledge. And we know that you're the Pharisee of the Pharisees and a strict Jew who practices his faith. And Festus says to him in verse 24, And as he thus spoke for himself, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, hold it, Paul, thou art beside thyself. Much learning has made thee mad. It has been said that the schools of higher education have produced people of lower morals. That's because they don't educate people in colleges anymore. They just indoctrinate them. They don't teach too much in school anymore, high school or elementary. All they teach is indoctrination. So Festus said, Thou art beside thyself. Much learning has made thee mad. Paul responded, and he said, verse 25, But he said, I am not mad. I am not mad, most noble Festus, but speak forth the words of truth and in soberness. For the king knoweth of these things, before whom also I speak freely. For I am persuaded that none of these things are hidden from him. For this thing was not done in a corner. It was not done in secret. Jesus said, All things ever I have said, I have spoke openly, and in secret I have said nothing. And in verse 27, King Agrippa, believeth thou, Paul turns his attention after Festus says thou art mad. Paul says to Agrippa, King Agrippa, believeth thou the prophets? I know that thou believest. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, here's some more sad words in the pages of God's holy word, some of the saddest words. When Felix says, when I have a convenient time, I will call for thee. I don't think that convenient time ever came. King Agrippa, after hearing the testimony of Paul, how he met Christ on the road to Damascus. Then Agrippa said unto Paul, almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Well, I hate to say it, my friend, but almost ain't good enough. You either are a saint or you ain't. I don't put it down in simple terminology and just put it down in plain old country style speaking. You're either a saint. A saint means that you're a New Testament born again believer. You either a saint or you either ain't. Almost thou persuadest me to be a Christian. Verse 29. And Paul said, I would to God that not only thou, I would to God that not only you, but to all those Felix and Festus and the governorship and King Agrippa. I wish that all of those that are here right now, I wish they not only were in my position, except for these bonds and these chains that I have upon me, I wish that all were just like me. 
And when he had thus spoken, verse 30, the king rose up, and the governor, and Bernice, and they that sat with them, and verse 31, and when they were gone aside, they talked between themselves, saying, This man doeth nothing worthy of death or of bonds. Verse 32, Then said Agrippa unto Festus, This man might have been set at liberty if he had not appealed unto Caesar. The Bible declares in Romans chapter 2, verse 1, God's not going to condone your sin. God's not going to condone my sin. God's not going to condone anybody's sin. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 2, verse one in the day in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ Paul said according to my gospel so we leave the Apostle Paul here in the 26th chapter of the book of Acts and we'll continue in the next chapter chapter 27 on the next podcast I want to thank you for spending your time with me I do appreciate it Heavenly Father we thank you for your word bless your word and bless those that have heard it today in Christ's name and until the next podcast may the Lord keep you and bless you in Jesus name Thank you for listening to the Walking by Faith podcast with Rev. Mark Hawks of Crossroads Ministries. Podcasts air every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Listeners may follow Crossroads Ministries on Facebook for all the latest updates. And if you would like to partner with Crossroads Ministries and Walking by Faith, consider donating through our Anchor or Spotify platforms. If you have a prayer request, you may message us via the Facebook Messenger app and all requests are kept private. Because we walk by faith, not by sight, we hope that this message has touched your hearts and your homes this Sunday.